0: Mommy. <laughs> mommy 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 did you? get trouble mommy. mommy mommy are you okay mom. mom hi my name is jordan and i'm a mom hi jordan this, this is mommy's is anonymous anonymous welcome back to mommy's anonymous everyone this is episode 16 i think right all right episode 16 and i have some really good news uh, I know I told you guys my mom guilt the other day well the other week was that Dallas got a twelve out of was it a seven out of twenty? I'm dead I'm trying to give him some extra points. I think he got a seven out of twenty on his spelling test um and it was the first it was the first spelling test of the year and i I mean it was twenty. Words and like he's never even had a spelling test all you know all summer and everything. I just I felt like that was a lot to throw them into the deep end. But I talked to the teacher and I told her that I wanted to work on just a different way for him to study. I didn't like the way that she um, I didn't like the worksheet that they were using to teach spelling. So I'm like the way that I am used to learning is using um, flashcards and writing the words out a couple times. And that would help me remember because spelling is really about memory if you're, you know, testing them and lately on the last three spelling tests, Dallas has gotten a hundred percent. So with our new system and our, um, just a little bit more effort at home, which is annoying at the same time as it is great. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to identify the problem in the beginning and kind of work with him and, um, get him on a new routine and talk to the teacher. And I'm glad I wasn't afraid to talk to the teacher about me not liking the teaching style for my child because she has 20-something kids in a class. I have three at home, but one in her class. So let me, if I'm expecting you to give him individualized attention, I should be able to as well. Uh, so that is a bonus. I'm just having like a, a hard time adjusting to the influx of homework uh i don't even know i don't even know if this was my expectation or not i just didn't really think about it like i just i felt like i was so independent as a child and required to be independent my mom was present but we sat down when i got home from school and at the table and did homework until we were done they went over the homework when it was done and boom, boom, bam, we went to read a book or whatever the next steps were for the night. But like Dallas requires us to sit there the entire time. Like it is so exhausting to not be done for the day until 1030. Still, like regardless when I'm trying to give him, let him do the stuff independently, he doesn't have the confidence um, to know what he's reading is the proper thing. Like he thinks that he's confused when he doesn't know the answer. When he's not really confused, he just doesn't know that like, he doesn't know the answer. He's like, this doesn't make sense, but it does make sense. You just don't understand what the question is asking you. So um, he's having a harder time with comprehension. So um, I'm just, I know I had that issue as a child and like through high school. Um, but I knew that I had this problem, not that anybody ever told me or I got any extra attention for feeling like I would, you know, I've always felt like I had ADHD, but the reading and comprehending were like super duper, like a struggle for me. I'm like reading through, it, I always had to go to the end and look at the questions at the end, you know? And then you go back through the passage just to make sure I get through the, the test. Now tests, I mean, I, the ACT for instance is just for testing sake. It's not really, it's to see how well you do at test taking if they gave me all day to do the reading and comprehending i would get 100 percent. but you're asking me to do it within a time frame which makes it you know a time thing and how anxious you are and that's when test anxiety comes into play and when people who get the attention get to go to you know get extra time that will help but it's like i'm i learn different ways to cheat around my difficulty like I now I won't call it a disability I didn't know it was a disability at that time but I was I knew I had a difficult time so I'm about to just go to the end read the questions and go back through the passage and find a similar words and find the answer boom I got a 25 on ACT I got a 25 in every section I know these things don't matter anymore but like I know that I'm not a good test taker but I did well enough I have no idea what the passages were about I couldn't tell you afterwards but because I don't comprehend i didn't read for comprehension i wasn't reading it to know i was reading it for the answer so i know that there's different ways i can teach dallas to do that if i want him to get good grades or there's a way that i can teach him so he knows the answer i don't know which way is the proper way to teach him as a parent because i want you to get good grades but i really want you to know how to read like i can if it's a word problem I can teach you how to take the numbers out of the sentence and look for the words like sum, product, difference. And, you know, I I know how to do that. And then you can you don't have to read all the other words in in between. But is that teaching you how to read? But then when he gets a bad grade on a test, he's discouraged and he's not is not building his confidence. So I don't really know. I want to help him in any way I know how. So I don't know. I'm kind of dealing with that, like the parenting struggle of. Helping too much. Like, is he too young to know shortcuts? Does he need to know how to get there the long way before he gets shortcuts? I don't know. I don't know if that's doing him a disservice. I can teach him how to be an excellent test taker from the beginning with the knowledge that I had from struggling. Why require him to struggle equally as much and to feel the way I felt while I was struggling? Um, I think an individualized educational plan can be built at home as well. Like, you know, people get an IEP at school just because they need the teachers to give your kids more attention um, and that they might have a learning disability or something, but it's not really a disability or anything. It just, you just need more attention. And the way that our educational system is structured is not really to give individualized attention. It's not really to, it's not designed to be for your child. It's like a mass curriculum it's a mass educational like being like just think about everything that we learned it's still the same stuff that they're teaching them right now there's no new history there's not an extra chapter added on to this stuff there's not like you know they're just coming up with different ways to add and subtract which makes it really hard for us to teach our kids like there's no reason we should have went back and rewrote like reinvented the wheel with addition The kids are like crisscrossing and doing all type of stuff with addition and like building towers and and charts and boxes. And it's like, what the heck are you doing? I can't even help you. The teacher's like, show your work and blah, blah, blah. But I can't. I don't know how to teach that. And it like makes me be a hands off parent during some activities for school because I don't even know how to help you. I don't know, because I know the answer, but did is this how y'all learned how to do it? I don't know how to show your work because the answer is the answer. Like, I don't even know. So it's just hard when we were taught one way, which was a system. Now we have kids and y'all decided they're going to have a completely different system after being stuck in the house, which is a whole nother thing. Like, I know I wish that I had the privilege and the ability and the finances to homeschool my children and the patience. Patience comes from, I feel, financial freedom. If I didn't have any type of money issues, like if money didn't exist, so it wouldn't be an issue for anyone, I just need the, like, I don't think I would be so impatient because what else do I need to do besides be a parent, you know, and a wife and a a person? Like, I don't need to work to make an invisible amount of money to do such and such and such. So, whatever. It's like, it's very frustrating to be so aware of what's going on and then having to like dumb my way of thinking down to teach on the level of society and like what Dallas is teaching like I have to like be like oh yes they're teaching you about the solar system right but like I know how I feel about the solar system and I know how I feel about the moon landing so when they're teaching Dallas about the moon landing what do I do as a parent who knows that the moon landing was fake like what do I do And am I continuing to lie? Like, I already know. We're like 10 steps past knowing that they faked the moon landing. So why am I, like, entertaining this with my child? So then what does that mean? That means you homeschool your kids so they don't, like, indoctrinate you, your kids with these things that they have this super crazy realization in their 20s and lose their fucking minds. Like, I'm trying to prevent all of that, all this consciousness we're experiencing. I don't want my kids to have to have a rude awakening that the world is a lie and that the people that are are in charge of everything are also lying to you, you know? Like, I don't want them to have to have that rude awakening. So I kind of want to... It's like teaching mistrust. I wish we had a place that we could go where we didn't have to not trust the people that were also in charge of us and also teaching us and also medicating us like we have to have the same amount of mistrust as we do like just blind faith in anything like you're not supposed to have any type of faith in man so what's the opposite of faith besides like not trusting them like i I don't know i don't really know how to educate my child um without also like imprinting all of my biases on him but the school is teaching them their biases so i don't know um i guess i should believe in mine better than hell more than the schools one of the things with education that like made a huge turn i don't know when this happened in history but removing education removing religion from education i feel like those things go together i think that history and religion are like go hand in hand. So it's like without, when you remove religion, information about religion, I'm not saying that people should be, these should be religious schools where you have to go there if you are a Christian or you have to go there if you are a Catholic. I mean, just like we learn algebra one year, geometry the next year, stats the next year. Why are we not learning about each and every one of the religions that are the main religions running Things And that people believe in so that we can either build a better respect for them, understand them, or see all the similarities in all of the religions in general. Because when I started doing research independently, like super duper outside of school, nobody in school was trying to teach you to have a different view. It was like, this is what the Catholics did to people. This is what the Jewish people did to people. This is what, but it's like, what do the Jewish people believe in? Like, do you really know what they believe in or anything like we hear about the Bible and how it's man-made or whatever, but all the, the books that we read in school are man-made and people go to college and continue their education with man-made books and knowledge and get paid for it. But we don't want to be educated in anything else man-made. It's a, it really doesn't matter. I feel like people should read the, all all of the books, all of the, uh, all of the books from the religions of Torah, all those, um, the Bible I've really, I know I've told you guys a million times that I've been trying to read the whole Bible. It's so informational it's like, it's like I don't really know what, why people have such an issue with the Bible because it really is a bunch of stories about how God, why God's trying to show us how much he loves us. That's like the overall thing that I, the theme that I've gotten from the Bible. Unrelated to any religion, he talks about, the Bible talks about a lot of different religions in the Bible just to inform you about them, to give you information about them. To let you know, like when, I, and this is so, I'm, I get so distracted with my thoughts because now I'm thinking about the Bible, right? So Abraham had a whole bunch of kids, <laughs> and then the one that he had with the with the slave, right? That's the one he had on his wife Sarah. That child, because he was a child of Abraham, still went on to be a great leader of nations, which was the Arabic people. Like, that is still like, why don't we talk about the fact that he is like he just couldn't be the one over the Jews and the people like you because those were God's chosen people. So it's like why everybody can still be a great leader in other areas and still be valid. Like, that's what the Bible was saying. It was not as negative as people who have a negative view try to think about it. It's like reading Harry Potter. If you don't believe you're not supposed to take everything I, I I take the bible literally like that is my opinion and i don't run i don't even call myself a christian because jesus didn't call himself a christian i feel like i want to follow god so one of the reasons i started the podcast is because i felt like people liked me because i made cakes and liked me because my kids are cute and because i'm married and you know this is really you know we're like a very lovely family right but it's like, I'm like, I would rather people like me because I stand for something and that I believe in something. And I felt like I never had an opportunity to use my platform to talk about what I believe in and what I feel. Like everybody knows I grew up in church. Everybody knows that I have a, I mean, I was raised to be a Christian. I believe in the things that I was taught, but I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in that. It says, do not follow traditions of man. That is a tradition. These are things that we are not supposed to do in the book that we say we love and respect and we go by. It tells us not to do a whole bunch of stuff that we do. I take everything literally. <laughs> I take everything. Like I, I know the Bible says we shouldn't do other, like I'm, I'm, we're on a journey, everybody together, but it's like the, con- the, the constant theme in all the religions is like God. And so when people decide to follow the other people and the off branches of their religion, that's when they get lost. And I feel like God being the constant God, 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 it's different versions of God for them. But if you look at the big G God, we're all on the same page and we can have a better respect for each other. It's just like not judging somebody for the color of their skin. It's like, why do we judge people from the way that they were indoctrinated? Most, they didn't create the religion. If you're raised in a Jewish family, you're Jewish. If we're raised in a Christian family, we're damn near Christian until we turn whatever age we are when we realize, you know, whatever. We can, there are way more Christians that don't believe in the stuff that they are learning that won't say anything because they're afraid to not be Christian, but you can still believe in God and not be Christian. So it's like, you don't have to be a hypocrite, but then how do you teach your kids? I don't want to take my kids to a church and teach them about religion. I wanna teach them about God and we can go to church a couple of times and this is where people celebrate God as well, but I'm not teaching you the other way around. I don't want you to leave out of the church and not think that you believe in God anymore because those two things are not the same. God is everywhere. Where two or more are gathered, God is there. So teaching your kids that before you teach them about a religion and this is like, you know, this is what we do because we're in this religion. You do this because God loves us and God has created everything he's created this world me your daddy everything like you know that's the way i teach my kids i'm not super i'm a bible thumper but not in the way that makes people scared i don't think uh, but i don't think it makes people afraid um because i think religion builds fear because you have to have a way to keep people in you know you have to have a way to keep people attached if you don't do that then you're not going to be a part of this anymore and it's like We don't even respect each other, let alone once you realize somebody has another view or like religion. Like it's like so many ways that you can disrespect somebody, but they don't even teach us respect. So in school, they could start off teaching us about everyone's religion in a short form, maybe a chapter of everything in a history. Because how do we talk about history without religion? Because that's a huge humongous part of our history are all the different journeys of how we got to religion why people act a certain way it's because they believe in this it's not because they're crazy it's because they believe in this there's people that drink blood but they have a religion that the government says that we have to respect under umbrella of a religion right so these people that drink blood are under a religious umbrella that is respected somewhere else but we are like I mean, I don't think that blood drinking is good, but it's like we, it, it's untouchable. Religions are untouchable. We can't judge it because that's wrong. Just like we can't say anything about Jewish people because it's wrong. There's like places that have worshiping, I, where where were we talking about the other day about they had a um, statue somewhere where people are like worshiping outside of this building. There's like statues of these Greek goddesses and stuff like that. And they worship that like we can't do anything or say anything about that because it's their religion it's like those, it's just, but we also aren't taught to respect them. So it, uh, it makes sense why we disrespect everyone when we are not, there's so many people that don't know about the Holocaust at all for them to be so scared and, 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 you know, fear, oh my God, I'm about to die because Kanye talked about the, ho- like, you know, the Holocaust and that being uh, com- comparable to abortions. Like how many people died in the Holocaust? does anybody know where we taught that and beaten that into our heads like we were beating a lot of other stuff in our heads how many babies are being killed every year because of abortion regardless of if I think it's right or wrong it's still the fact so if this is if we're saying the Holocaust is terrible because this many people were killed how is it also not right to say this many people are killed over here you know like it just once we understand, and we are educated about all of the things that we are required to respect, I think that we will get respect and receive respect. And I don't really know how I'm supposed to teach my kids any of this without being like super Debbie Downer. Like I'm telling my kids all this stuff and Dallas is overwhelmed and becoming a baby anxious child because I am very honest with him, but I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to water down anything or be um, because everything else in the world feels watered down. Like the way that he like, OK, for instance. Dallas's grades were great kindergarten and first grade. In reading and spe- in writing. My thing is, how 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 was he getting good grades in, in two other in two classes that he's doing poorly in right now? He was he's doing better right now than he ever was. So he wasn't getting an accurate grade and he was not accurately being judged on those things. So how will we know and be prepared? Because the last two summers, we could have had him in some type of tutoring if we had known. You have to be aware of the disadvantage in order to give more attention to it. And so I just, I, again, I'm going back to the individualized educational plan. Your child might not be the child that needs be beaten over the head with religion and race and stuff because they might be too sensitive or not and not too sensitive i don't mean that in a negative way but you know how to how to talk to your child you know what kind of lessons and the way you should talk to your kid my child being a realist and a super duper literal person i do think he can handle me telling him something dallas will say that makes sense in a heartbeat or that doesn't make sense but i don't want to a lie to my kids. And I don't want to continue some indoctrination that could be avoided if I just tell him, like, this is what the teachers want you to learn. And this is another way of thinking about it. So then possibly he can get both sides of it. I just don't want to lie to him. And I think a lot of stuff they're teaching him in school is not right. So I feel like if I was a teacher, um, In in a whole nother world, I would want to be like a conspiracy teacher or like a opposition, like not devil's advocates. I hate that word, but just really what what else can I learn about each of the topics that we learn about in school? What else can we how deep? can we go into every topic to learn both sides of every single thing like math being so one-sided right or wrong it's like there needs to be some classes that are that encourage free thought before your senior year of high school like it's that's the year that you know you can take your specials and take classes that interest you but you can't really find what interests you in school if you're just presented with what they want you to know and what if none of those things are interesting to you what if none of the things that are given to you on a platter uh, line up with something that you want to do with yourself for the rest of your life and how unsure and how crazy does that start to make you feel at a very young age when some people do latch on to some of these different topics math and science and chemistry and you know wanting to be a nurse and deciding that they want to you know be a professional basketball player what happens to the people that there's nothing that sparks their interest you've only been taught seven subjects your whole life and seven super-duper, well-calculated, old English-ass topics that are perfectly like calibrated around a system to keep you in, like teaching you how to sit down, sitting you how to stand up on cue, go to the bathroom, ask for permission, do what's right, respect authority. And there's not really, like the, the importance of life skills in school, we talk about that all the time, like not being taught. There should be more classes about taxes, and we know that. There should be classes about, I don't think that we should not talk about sexual education, but I think that before we take religion out of schools completely, sexual education and all the things that come with that shouldn't be like those two things should be the same importance. Knowing about self and knowing other things about yourself should all be required. And not just the things to be a good citizen later on, a good worker. I think that schools right now are teaching our kids how to work for someone else and how to work for an authoritative figure. And I don't really have that same belief. I want my kids to be self-starters. I want them to be independent with like from the system. Not independent from me because they can be around me forever. But I just want my... I want them to know how to do things for themselves and to think for themselves. And I think the way they encourage that is giving them other avenues in their curriculum. So having our kids in regular school like, you know, we my kids are in CPS. Um I don't mind CPS at all. Dallas tested into a school that is 2 years above his grade level, but they are having my child feel like he's behind because his, you know, because of COVID and all the other things. So my kid feels slow in a in a super Um, prestigious school and that makes me upset but I feel like we have our kids in these different educational systems because we need to go to work and we need to go and do all of our responsibilities to make money in society and you know to go basically doing what we were taught when we were their age and we don't even have enough time to have an alternate curriculum at home. We don't have enough time to teach them our lessons and, you know, our heritage or our like if we even if we did know our heritage like how other people know their heritage, we can't we don't I don't have time to teach Dallas if we're doing homework till ten o'clock. I don't have time. I really and it's like that's why I feel like it would have been beneficial for I don't I mean it's a long time coming of women leaving the house and women and men not working, um, not being as available for their kids because of the demands of society and financial demands. So now both parents have to be out of the house. Both parents cannot be there when their kids come home from school and or, or be there for their children at school. If your kids are in daycare, you have to work a job so you can pay for daycare all of that is designed for us to not have as much time with our kids so we can't teach them anything else but what they learn in school for all those years the most i've learned from my mom has been since i've been an adult and have had other conversations with her i don't think i had as much time to talk to anybody any adult until i was not in school and not i don't want to talk to any adult when i got home from school like growing up i didn't really I, i don't like feeling inferior and I felt inferior in school because there's teachers that are in charge for whatever, just because they're older. They don't know, they, they only knew more than us because they were older than us. Like there's, it's just really, I don't know y'all. I have a lot of different views about education, but it was it's systemic why we are not in the house with our kids, able to teach them everything that we know. We were, if you want to take it all the way back, slavery being pulled from, our actual heritage, and our actual country to come, is it a continent? Hmm? Africa. It's a continent, yeah. Being pulled from our continent. (laughs) I haven't been in school in a long time, guys. Pulling us from there, coming here, all these different languages on the boats, uh, coming on, like, like, this is the stuff that we're taught. So this is, like, literally listen to me talking. It's the education I've been taught as a whole, so we're in Africa, we come over, we're with a whole bunch of people that we don't know their languages, we don't know who they are, where they came from, families are being sold, families are being, like we were taught not to speak, people getting their tongues cut out, it was just like, think about all of those things first, then when we were slaves, we're taught to be submissive and to be docile and to be quiet and to not learn the ways to communicate with the people that are higher up. So we didn't even know how to talk to them. We don't know how, like, how we teach our kids now to talk to police officers. Like, this is how you talk to them. But like, what about the time that there was the language barrier when they didn't know how to talk? So imagine how many times you people getting beat because they just didn't know how to speak. But now school is teaching our kids how to talk now, but it used to be illegal or punishable to teach black people how to read. And then that's just a couple, not a couple, but a couple hundred years ago, we were being punished to learn how to read. And now we should suddenly feel like everything that they have taught us to read is just a beautiful, lovely lesson that we should pay for and be in debt for for the rest of our lives. But we have to do these things so we can be paid accordingly to exist in the world. Like, it's just such a hard place to be. But we like this is so it it's beat into us literally. It was beat into us. Education, the importance and the tabooness of being educated, was. It was like you, you were punished for it and rewarded for it. You knew a lot of stuff, but you also they don't want somebody to be too smart. They knew what it meant for us to have too much knowledge. Look at what's happened to Kyrie. Look at what's happening to Kanye. Look at what's happening to the people that know a little bit more than the next black person. We feel scared now it's like what what are they talking about is this a conspiracy is this like you know is this what are they saying i never heard of us being israelites before i've never heard of us being hebrews like y'all are never what do y'all listening to when y'all are in church what have we been listening to what Like i don't even understand why black people have never heard of this theory if you want to call it a theory of us being hebrews how are you a christian if you don't believe that if you're a christian your belief is is that we were, we were followers of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ who is Jewish and Jewish. Like I just, I'm like, I just don't understand. I don't understand how people don't correlate the two and then they wanna demonize the people who are trying to tell us something new. But you don't demonize the people who are telling us the complete like idiotic opposite. When people have white Jesus hung up in their house, we do not demonize them for that. Cause that is false. Jesus was not white. He was the furthest thing from white. So why don't we say that shit is a lie too and knock all that shit off the wall every time you see it? Because it's blasphemy. Why are we making a character, a white caricature of our person? If you ask Christians, how is that acceptable? The, the people are not making black Buddhas. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not letting people do that and put that on their wall. So that's why I feel like Christians are kind of like, when d- why are people not defending their person who is Kanye Kanye is defending Jesus Christ Kanye is standing for Jesus Christ and there are no people that also suspend su- su- they that also surrender to Jesus Christ that are defending him in the same way that he's trying to defend the whole people like think about it from the way the lens of Kanye think about it from the book that he's reading he's answering the tests that he's facing with the knowledge that he, from the book that he read which is the Bible. So if you're told that you are the chosen person, the chosen people and that there's a promised land and that God, like if you're told all of that, how can anybody tell you that money is worth more than what's at the end? There's no amount of any of that because that's not what the test taught me. That's not what the book taught me. So then when people act all unsure and you know that's kind of helping me with my anxiety when it comes to finances, it's like, you're supposed to have faith. And I know that money is not everything and money's not going to get me nowhere in heaven or wherever the beyond is. I know that. So I have to stop thinking about it like that if I believe in what I say I believe in. And that's why people think Christians are hypocrites. Because when it's time to say that we're Hebrew people and that we're from Hebrews to Negroes, they act like that is a crazy thing for somebody to have ever said you don't really believe in the Bible because that's all that it says up and through there. So that's crazy. After much um, discussion today, I have come to the conclusion that a lot of people just were not raised in a church and they weren't raised by praying grandmothers and people that sang children's church songs to them. When I hear people complaining and acting like they never, ever, ever heard that black people were also Jewish or derived from Jewish life, <laughs> like I don't understand why that's uh, th- what Kanye and Kyrie are saying is crazy but Abraham I googled it is the father of Judaism like he is like father Abraham had many sons y'all ain't never seen that song in school and church school many sons had father Abraham I am one of them and so are you and so now when you sing that your life and he was the father of Judaism and we were we were singing that in a Christian church how are we not also to, like coming from this lineage? How are we able to be villainized and criticized and demonized by the Jews that now are whiter and more have more money and more power? And we were taught in slavery to be Christian and not to be the other thing. You know what I'm like to not it, I don't I just really can't understand um where the disconnect is i see a lot of people's conversations on twitter and social media and it's kind of like how white little white kids are indoctrinated with racism and you know low key be saying nigga under their breath and stuff it's kind that's how it feels with us and um not knowing our heritage and not knowing our lineage us being uneducated and having these conversations with each other with your partner with your friends around your kids and calling people idiots and saying that people are stupid for thinking that black people were jewish and so you think that we were born and raised as christian you know like as a christian people when you also know that slave owners taught us christianity like those two things are okay for everybody like that's Something that you don't want to even bring up the topic that it could be a possibility that someone indoctrinated that religion into you as well. And that religion is only, it doesn't disagree with Christ. It does not make you think that Christ is not the one and the son of God. That can be true. It is true. But it's the other parts of the religion and the fact that it is a religion at all that is icky. Like, it's the other stuff in the religion that makes it so crazy for you to say that you are Jewish and that you came from Jewish descent because you're Christian. You're not allowed to say that. Those two things don't correlate. There should be pastors and people like how Minister Farrakhan came out on behalf of Kyrie and Kanye today. Go and listen to that if you guys can. It was excellent. It's just somebody that's educated that is a man in a position of power but that's not under the under the restrictions of being in a contract with the powers that be this person is is led by God and run by God alone Like being powered by the only thing that really should be running the world, not money and not things like everybody's like, oh, LeBron couldn't say that because of his paycheck. LeBron couldn't say that because of his contract. Okay, so do you not understand that the contract and the money are what's keeping you silent? Like, yes, that makes perfect sense to us as people that are money driven, but we shouldn't be money driven. So it's like, one, we have to understand, we have to learn how to not be money-driven. But I don't think it makes sense for our kids to hear us talking about these black men that are speaking up for themselves, for their religion, for their heritage, for their beliefs, and they're being treated like trash, honestly. And then we're in the back. We could be using this as a moment to educate our kids rather than them slowly being indoctrinated and, like, Going back, to, there's a little Jewish kid in my uh, in Dallas's class. Her name is Talula. We love her. Her birthday's the same. Oh my God, it was on Dan's birthday. Um, Talula is Jewish, and they had her sing um, her birthday, Happy Birthday, or something, to somebody in um, Hebrew. Everybody appreciated it. They loved it. I don't want Dallas going like, I, like if he hears us talking negatively about Jewish people and the way that you could talk about. You, could just, you can just formulate your conversations differently with your kids so they're not judgmental people. I don't have to tell Dallas, he doesn't have to say, I'm Jewish too, Tallulah, to but I'm not going to tell him, ew, gross, we're not Jews. This is the worst thing in the world. Jewish people are terrible. Now, Jewish businessmen have proven to be terrible, which is something that is factual. It's something that's trackable, something that we can look up and we can go back and find receipts. But we can definitely educate our kids in this moment rather than making them more uninformed and teaching them to have another bias in, in this moment, because other people are using this opportunity to say that Kanye is cra- a crazy black man that just lost a whole bunch of money. Do not bring that shit to your kids either, because he's not crazy. There's nothing crazy. He doesn't I feel like Kanye doesn't know how to talk. He talks out of turn, but what is out of turn? Like, whose turn is it? If it's like whoever's talking is whose turn it is. Like we are just taught in school, indoctrination, in the educational system to sit down and shut up until you're called on. But what if the people, nobody's going to call on Kanye to hear what he has to say, unless it's us. So then we put him on our platforms. We sit him on our podcast so we can talk to him. And then it gets taken down when we're saying, okay, Kanye, you have a chance. You have the platform. You have the floor. And then you tell him what he said was wrong. That does not make any sense, and that's not the way I want my kids to feel. I want them to feel like they can bring up things, and they're going to be on a smaller platform than Kanye. Thank God, because then you can speak more freely when you don't have that much money, apparently. You can speak more freely when you don't have that much influence, but you should be able to tell your truth and the truth like so many other people are encouraged to do. There's so many other people whose religion whose race? Who's creed? All that stuff. Who's, who's like we have to respect women so much higher than we respect men all the time just because of the fact that we didn't for so long. Like we're like, oh, you can't do that because now that's like you know how how they don't think that men get sexually abused and so then there's men that are out here sexually abused and afraid to say stuff because women are the ones that are allowed to be victims of sexual abuse. Like that is a whole culture. You know, like we have to, it's just, it's so much. It's so layered, y'all. And I'm so scattered. I just want y'all to understand. Well, I don't, you guys don't have to understand any of this stuff. But I'm just saying, I think that we need to be better influences on our kids if we don't want the influences to be what's out there. We can sit down and have conversations with our kids, no matter how young, about what's right and what's wrong. Like we tell Dallas, we don't curse until you're 18. Like not because we don't curse, I curse. You know, how do you teach your kids not to curse? I just, I'm trying to curse less around them, but it's like, you have to be the example. And it's hard when we're being we're being presented with a lot of topics that our parents never had to talk to us around or in front of. Like death, watching death on TV, me having to tell Dallas not to look at the screen when we're watching the regular news because there's gonna be a person getting actually killed on television possibly or them talking about it. I don't want to have to mask him from that. We didn't have to see all of that. And then years before that, they didn't have to see all of that. Social media, regular media, news media, all created by and ran by Jewish people, Jewish business people. They're putting this stuff out there into our world where we're scared all the time. We're um, desensitized to murder, to killings, to all that stuff. They're putting that out there and then telling us to shut up and we want to talk about it. It's blasphemy. It really, it really is. So if we, I don't want my kids to feel like they need to go to social media to talk about these things. They can talk to us about it. They don't need to feel like they need to go. Because now your job might be up. And that's the thing. See, here I am about to fucking silence my kids for their future jobs. I don't really care what your future job is. You got to create your own way of living so that you don't have to be silent for somebody else's benefit. I don't want to have to shut up so that I can work for you. I wanna be able to say how I feel. If you're offended by what I'm saying and no, I'm not trying to say something offensive. Like, so teaching your kids not to offend, it's not, I'm not trying to teach you like, this is just how you act in society. That feels like very slave driven. Like it feels like a mentality that we were taught to just really be, to just shut the fuck up and, and keep doing whatever they told us to do. Keep doing whatever they taught us. And now like even on a smaller level, Dallas in these spelling tests I had to tell the teacher no I'm about to teach him a different way so that he can do the best that he can do he's not learning well that way that's not his learning style and so understanding black kids are going to learn different than white kids going to learn different and especially in America we need to come home and have another curriculum and another amount of lessons and another teaching another set of teachings for our kids at home but that's a lot more work. Conscious parenting is a lot more work. And that's acknowledging your trauma and your economic status and your mental health. Like being aware of those things is something that our we didn't really talk about that growing up. Our parents' parents didn't talk about that. But in order for us to progress and to not be in this exact same position, we have to consciously parent and intentionally parent. Because if we don't, we're going to have a whole bunch of people at 40 years old blasting out things that don't, you know, people don't want to hear and all this and being taken the wrong way. It's like, we have to teach them the reasons why people do this and the reasons why you're going to think this so then they can operate out of respect. And I feel like that's something that all of us are lacking the understanding of other people, which is why we disrespect each other. So we gotta, it just starts at home. And we say that all the time. And we are tired at home. And I know we don't want to do nothing extra, but I guess that's our social responsibility How do we create better children for the world? Giving them a more accurate view of what reality looks like and what perceived reality looks like. It's not really true and false. There's the truth. The falsities of life are existing. Things that are negative in the world are still existing. It's not really right and wrong. Wrong is happening every day. So we still have to tell them about that so that they can learn and exist without being underneath like having rose colored glasses on. Because where does that get any of us? Except for on a podcast at 29 talking about it. But we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) It's been lovely. Talk to y'all later.